0: Pretend I got a hand I can land cause when you really need a friend, just ask, Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience.
1: Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with
2: my co-host Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I have been looking and looking and looking for uh, the garage clicker door <laughs> in every single house in St. Louis to find, um, I don't know, anything, someone, actually. a
1: person, just anyone. Yeah,
2: yeah, you know what? I'm just on the search, and I've been coming mm-hmm. up very dry, but it's okay, because. Yeah. My my dad's no longer with us. He's nowhere. He's not cheating on anybody. Sarah, why? We are a minute and a half into
1: the podcast.
2: Look, I'm just saying. Like, my dad's kind of dead, so he's not cheating. At least. Anyway. I don't
1: know how. I you know you said dry, and I was like, I have the segue, and then you're like dead dad, and now I don't have the segue anymore. So I'm gonna pretend you didn't say that and okay. go back to when you said that things were dry, and say, you know what gives you dry mouth?
2: Ew. What
1: Sarah? okay (laughs) there's a thing called cotton mount sarah Um, thank god you're here kevin because
0: i don't know
3: hello yeah wow (laughs) what an intro I thought my Doctor Who intros were unhinged, but this is next level.
1: <laughs> a minute and a half in! I mean, usually we don't get to the dead dad stuff until,
2: like, way later, later in the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we've, oh, we've evolved Kevin since the days we've of Casper and Hook. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we've, just, we've just given up on life, actually. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> given up that ghost, I suppose. You mm-hmm. uh, <laughs>
2: definitely did. Never forget that Casper's a creep.
3: Kasper's yeah, a creep. what's what's insane about your statement by the way with the garage clicker door that reminds me that like that's one of the most unrelatable parts of the series at this point it's not the analogs of not having you know the internet or anything like that it's like oh homes that's a thing that people owned at one point
1: <laughs> oh my god people have garages how bougie yeah
3: what <laughs> yeah. it was yeah. great this Can't is really... fair
1: Not relatable anymore, Uh, but still very much, there is a lot of relatable stuff about these two episodes of Freaks and Geeks, Um, but of course, Kevin, we're not on video, so people can't tell, but, and we usually do ask this to guests who come on this specific podcast, but we usually ask, are you a freak or are you a geek? And you have automatically labeled yourself as a freak, Kevin.
3: Indeed. I have myself as a freak. It's really hard, honestly, for me to pick one or the either. I feel like when I was younger, I was a geek. I feel like I've evolved into Freak. that's what i said grown up
1: that's exactly what i said which is like i was definitely a geek when i was a kid not as bad as like millie in terms of like a goody two shoes but certainly more of that quality and now i would put myself in full uh, freak territory definitely what about you sarah
2: (laughs) i've always said that um i'm neither a freak nor a geek i'm just a loser (laughs) So I am still trying to find it. I mean when I was in school, no, when I was in school, I was a loser. I like because basically, like I'm not like smart like a geek and I'm not like like a bad a a badass like a freak. So I'm kind of just like in the middle of being like although a dummy that's also afraid to get in trouble.
1: Wasn't it just last podcast that you were like, oh yeah. I got kicked off of like my softball team because I hate batter battered uh, people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, the thing was, is
2: that like I was always getting in, ki- in trouble as a kid, but I literally did absolutely nothing. I was just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I was my my biggest battles then and now is just like with myself. I'm I'm like I'm just fighting myself all the time. Real lesson
3: <laughs> of life.
2: <laughs> I mean, the biggest battle that
3: I face is my own internal struggle.
2: Exactly, exactly. But yeah, like I guess, like if I had to choose a side, I would definitely be more of the freak side. But once we get to choking and token, y'all know will know that like uh I do not have that much experience with anything. Because I'm afraid to get in trouble. <laughs> I'm afraid. Think, uh, I'm afraid. Is
3: it's it's legal now, right? Like you. <gasps>
2: no, I do. Not in St. Trouble. Louis, though, right? Is it legal there?
1: Oh, it no, is. Like yeah, it is. In oh, yeah, okay. Us-
2: yeah. Wow. Um, Look at you, St. Louis. Proud of you. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, is that uh, one of the five times that I have tried it. I did get into some bad trouble by my best friend's parents, and it scarred me so bad. <laughs> it scarred you into your thirties oh yeah, incredible oh yeah, oh, because I God. only did it two other times since then, and then i haven't I haven't smoked anything since i think like twenty seventeen. But yeah, I got fucked up real bad because I got in trouble. They were like, Sarah, you were supposed to be the good one. We're really oh, disappointed they guilted oh, you whore. Yeah, and nothing works better on a Jew than guilting them. So <laughs> I am so scarred for life.
1: Yeah. Um, well, let's let's talk about these two episodes because we have some really good ones to discuss today. Also, Kevin, before we actually jump in, I wanted to ask you, uh, did you watch Freaks and Geeks like in real time when did you discover the show
3: i did not watch it in real time i came upon it way after the fact i knew about it i had heard about it and i'm trying to remember i don't think it was my wife robin who introduced me to it i feel though that i watched it slightly before meeting her but she was very familiar with it Mm -hmm. um Because I did a almost back-to-backer of watching all of Freaks and Geeks and then Undeclared, which is uh, Apatow's, I think, follow-up show after this, which is also quite good and also lasted one season. Um, And then, like, we talked, I I remember we had discussions about both those shows and also a show called The Class, which is another Mm, short-lived show. Um, Not Judd Apatow, though. Uh, but had some good cast in there. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan, I believe, was in it. And um, uh, John Bernthal was in it. Jessica Tyler Ferguson. Um, but anyway, so I didn't watch it in real time. I watched it after the fact. But even when I watched it, it was kind of weird. And my biggest takeaway visiting this or revisiting the show again is that this cast is out of control. Yeah. Even is,
1: the guest stars.
3: Even the guest stars. This is the most stacked cast of uh, I've ever seen of for a show that like nobody watched, which which I think the show truly stands unique in the fact that almost every single person in this show became famous. Yeah, but like not because of the show. Like the, the, nobody watched the show; it failed, yeah. and then every person who was in it went on to become famous, which is nuts. I can't think of another show that accomplished that. Like.
2: It's, yeah, it's really crazy. It is pretty interesting. And from my research, it seems as though Choking and Token was the catalyst of like, this is when the show, like, they decided that they were going to cancel the show. And she's like, but why? Because of the weed, Sarah. I don't think it's, I don't the think demon it's the demon that is marijuana. I don't think it's the pots. Um, it's not the I was don't the it was the peanut allergy. It was the peanut <laughs> allergy that did it. It really sent us all over the edge. Yeah, uh, like, you know what? We also don't want to
1: watch Seth Rogen make out with anyone. So we're just going to. No, man.
2: Everybody deserves a little make out sash. Even yeah, Seth he's Rogen. He's going to get it. He's going to get yeah. it. Well, um, yeah. we're covering two episodes today. And as much as we would love to talk about Chuck and Token right now, we have to get through the garage door first. Yeah,
1: this is super interesting because we haven't had a ton of, um, you know, interest in Neil's dad up until this point, he's shown a couple times, but this episode, we really see that Neil's house is the fun house. Mm -hmm. His dad is the fun dad who gets Neil a surprise Atari and gives (laughs) the kids ice cream and just is the cool fun dad that everyone wants to hang around. Kevin, I have a question for you. Was your, I mean, I'm going to ask this and I kind of expect the answer already. Like, Was your house the fun house? If your house wasn't the fun house, did you have a a friend whose house was the fun house?
3: No, I didn't. Like, I mean, I guess it depends on the age. I'm just going to be honest. Like, we weren't the fun house, and I didn't have friends. (laughs) Like,
1: that's the other
0: kicker.
3: Is that, like, I, like, I don't know. I was, I was a very, and this is going to sound insane, what I'm about to say right now. I was almost a pathologically shy kid for a long, long time. That really changed jeez and probably like middle school high school is where i really started to become a different person um but like i didn't really talk much my parents were very stereotypical brown and were just like your studies are what's important and you focus on this and your family is your only friends so like i didn't really have outside friends i didn't go over the friend's house i lived vicariously through so many shows like this to like oh, what's life like for everyone else in a weird way? Um, and, you know, these shows lied. My high school was nothing like half these things that that we encounter. Uh, mm. So, yeah, I I definitely wouldn't say we were the fun house. I had fun at home, I
2: suppose.
1: It
3: yeah. <laughs> sounds like a really depressing childhood. <laughs> a little,
2: a little, it sounds a little sad. A Sarah, little were you the
1: fun house? Did you have a fun house?
2: Uh, no, I think, like, the fun house was my high school friend that had a pool and all Mm. the good snacks but like she had so many snacks like so many chips on her counters but they were all open so they were like 90 percent stale it's the worst yeah but she had like every single chip that you could possibly want but they're all stale so who wants them that's
3: that's a real that's why
2: (laughs) it was so tough (laughs) but she did have a pool but yeah. her mom was kind of crazy. So it's like a give oh, and a It's take. a trade-off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, my house wasn't the
1: fun house in terms of like – probably also this was just my house. You know, you want something different and exciting. And I had a friend whose mom always got takeout. And I was like so envious because we rarely got takeout. So it was like such a big thing, you know. Um, but again like that was a child's brain uh, and but this is a very similar situation where Neil worships his father who the only thing we know about him really up until this episode is that he's a dentist Um, so just
2: cheesy jokes
1: yeah he makes cheesy jokes he drives a red Corvette who has and he has a vanity plate that says I floss which is <laughs> just I think wow you like that's cool <laughs> sure you did Sarah. vanity sure you plates did.
2: are so funny uh, there's there's just like oh, man i just love a vanity plate because you're always like what is the person that like wants to have like eye floss them on mm-hmm. their car it's just like hilarious to me
1: yeah uh yeah i mean he does at first he does seem like such a fun dad because he really does like he hangs out with the geeks you know he like he cracks jokes with them and uh when Sam goes to I think it's the mall right he's at the mall Mm -hmm. and he sees Neil's dad and he goes over to say hi and then he sees Neil's dad hugging a random woman that is not Neil's mom and the 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 boldness Of Neil's father, Kevin, to go over to Sam and be like, hey, bud, you didn't see this. I'm just getting Neil and Atari. Please don't tell him.
3: Yeah, it's so, like, messed up. And I feel so bad for Sam being put into a situation like that as, like, a kid. It's so, like upsetting right like how do you deal with it and actually you know props to john francis Daly, baby john francis Daly. at this point uh boy does that kid grow up to be very tall Um, wild yeah yeah uh he does a good job i think portraying that awkward uneasy feeling of encountering a situation where he knows like "Mm, this isn't right and i don't i don't like being here and i don't like what's happening and yeah i happened to go over and tell your son's friend like hey uh, you know just it's just uh, it's just a friend i haven't seen in a while look i'm shaking her hand it's just like oh dude buddy you yeah you, you messed up
2: he was so suspicious like honestly seriously i feel as though okay if I'm not condoning cheating, but I'm saying is that if he just played it off so much better then I don't think that Sam would have been that suspicious, but he was acting like very pretended it was like a family member, you know, and just,
1: you know what I mean? And just went up to Neil after him and like, this is my cousin, like whatever, whatever, but he plays it very poorly. And like you said, Kevin, uh, Sam is very conflicted with whether or not to tell Neil, and it's uh bill who's like no you have to tell him like you absolutely have to tell him and like good on bill because i definitely agree with bill that this is something i know it's a tough spot but i think that th- the tough spot that neil is in is he is at that age where like it's it's hovering right they're freshmen in in uh in co- oh, excuse me college and high school and You're at that age where like, you're starting to find your parents more annoying. You don't want to spend as much time with them. But Neil has not yet hit that point. He still worships his dad. He still thinks his dad is just like the best guy ever. And so Sarah, it's just such a smack to the face to find out that not only is your dad not necessarily the guy you thought he was, but he's cheating on your mom, who is from all we can see, a really, really nice person. So it's really shitty. And it also reminds me, didn't we have an earlier episode where Neil, Neil talks about being sweaty or something. And he says that like, sometimes his dad has to come home to change his shirt because he sweats so much during root canals or something like that. And I'm like, were they seeing this all the way back then of like, he was maybe he's changing shirts for this affair or something like that. That
2: would be interesting. The perfumes like lingering on his dress dress shirt. Um, That's very interesting. I mean, yeah, like I totally agree with you. I do think that, it is like i do think that sam should tell neil but also such an awkward position to be in um yeah but i i don't think it's right to tell bill and not neil because then now you're bringing bill into this and bill has to keep the secret you know yeah and bill's not very good at keeping <laughs> well they have this vow right kevin it's like they have this special agreement <laughs> Well, I must not keep secrets from you, and 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 Bill admitted like one of his secrets.
0: He sharted.
2: He sharted. Just losing it. He sharted. He sharted, and he flushed his underwear jessica i'm
1: sorry shards are laughing just, at bill it's
2: inherently funny like so mean. i'm so sorry <laughs> why
3: are you so mean to bill
2: what has stop, he ever stop, done exactly stop <laughs> Jessica, stop saying it we know
1: <laughs>
3: it's just like saying the word
2: <laughs> it's so funny and he
1: admits it and he's like i didn't want to tell you but i had to tell you because of the code Listen, Bill,
3: you didn't though.
1: <laughs> like,
3: I understand the code. I understand this type of code, and I, I just also think it's insane. I, I think anyone who says to like, would anyone else who's just like, we have no secrets. I'm like bullshit. Like, you know, I'm, I'm uh, Natasha Lyonne in Poker Face. Bullshit. Like, everyone has secrets. Everyone has secrets that they keep because otherwise like you would seem like a lunatic everyone has like something right and so like this idea of spreading this like every, every secret has to be told i think is a crazy notion however this is an interesting one because th- it's a difference between keeping a secret but also like telling your friend something that's extremely important and like that's the key i think in this is because it, it's it's so life-affecting but like to not tell him would would I think make it worse, right? Like it's one of those yeah. things where it would just be so Oh, much
1: you worse knew. Not to. Yeah. yeah. Right. It, and then it'd be your fault. Like, obviously, Sam is in a really bad position no matter what. I thought the show handled it rather well, though, that like Neil is in in disbelief, as we would all imagine he would be. He's, you know, denying, no, I don't think that's true. That's not not my dad. What are you talking about? There's no way. But I don't feel like they did. I really liked that Neil didn't like blame Sam because I feel like other shows would have had that happen, and it wasn't really a thing here, right? The friends instead probably well, he was together. like, "You're
2: wrong," and Sam was like, "I'm, I'm not." So yeah, he did, but I don't think it went any further it. than that. Obviously, yeah, yeah you know. He
3: investigated very quickly and yeah. and found the clicker in yeah. the car. Yeah, so,
2: Kevin, I I've um, been keeping a secret from Jessica. And I told her that I wouldn't tell her until 2024. Can I send you this secret?
1: When did you yes. tell me that you
2: had a secret to tell me that you were going to wait until 2024 to tell me? Uh, it was on I a Dawson's Creek wait. podcast. Was it? Yeah, I, and I said I couldn't tell you till 2024. <laughs> okay. What do you think about my secret, Kevin?
3: That's kind of incredible. If you pull, if you pulled that off, yeah, yeah that's that's kind of amazing. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, anyway. Well done. Thank you. Okay so I
3: Jess has answered this and Sarah seems like you've answered this if you were in Sam's position or Bill's position you would have told Neil.
2: If I got vibes like Sam was getting that like and I was pretty confident I think so. I'm like not convinced that my idiot face would be like oh yeah they're like he's totally cheating because I just like feel like a hug's not like, I, I kind of felt like it was a leap for Sam to be like, he's cheating, Um, but he did. Yeah. But he seemed very confident in that. I think it was
1: just, I think a different show. Like, nowadays, I feel like they would have had them kissing or something a bit more salacious. But I think even that hug felt a bit more than a friendly a, hug a or intimate. like a familial hug. Yeah. Gave it gave an
3: felt- extra squeeze. And the age difference, there's enough in there. And the awkwardness, I think it's very- And the way he reacted, right? Like the way he
1: reacted was awful. And yeah, so Sarah, like you were saying, it's like they find the garage door uh, clicker in um, Neil's dad's car. And I love the, the, the idea that these kids have of let's just ride our bikes around town and we'll click this thing and see if a garage opens. And that's exactly what they do for hours. And I was like- honestly this feels like uh this kind of to me read kevin like the um oh which friend will help bail you out of jail type of thing like this is a commitment hours of riding your bike around just like clicking hoping to find some garage door that opens
3: yeah it's it's truly a lot and like i don't necessarily blame them for bailing because they're young like it's much different too because they're on bikes uh versus like yeah car if you're slightly older (laughs) i think um but like I obviously understand Neil's perspective and like, you're not going to stop. You have to, you have to know, you have to find out you will check every house. And if, and if it doesn't work, you kind of have an answer and it's the answer you're hoping for up until you find out the reality of the situation. And, and it's gutting, right? Like the moment it happens, it's like, it's heartbreak because it completely shatters his world uh, when that happens. Um, So I understand Neil's POV. I feel like, i i don't know it's hard to it's hard to say because i'm adult kevin now and i don't know what younger kevin would have done i'd like to believe younger kevin would have stuck it out and like stuck with neil and my friend riding that bike continuously until we found it but like that's really hard to say
2: (laughs) they're terrified of their curfew they're like we don't want to get in trouble and as i was saying earlier I also don't want to get in trouble, so <laughs> you would have booked it home. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Neil, I have to get back for dinner, or else I am never going to get that Atari. Yeah,
1: I mean, you yeah, do want that Atari. <laughs> yeah, so he like Neil keeps at it while the other boys go home, just because, like you said, they're afraid of breaking their curfew. And um, unfortunately, Neil does find the owner of the garage across town. And even worse, when he opens the garage, he sees his father's signature red Corvette with the eye flossom uh, vanity plate on it in there. And he knows, he knows exactly that it's true. And I thought it was really interesting that, first of all, Sarah, I have not been shy about saying that, like, Neil is not one of my favorite characters. In fact, he, like, often irritates me. And I really liked this storyline to round him out as a character and make him extremely sympathetic right like you yeah. feel for the guy like this is terrible to find out that like someone you love so dearly like this is to me this is the epitome of realizing your parents are humans too and that they're yeah. not these just like god-like figures that we probably some of us grow up thinking they are and i love how it was reflected in sam when He's like having this really awful time knowing that, you know, his friend's dad not only is a cheater, but he had to be the one to break the news and all of this stuff. But he goes home and his parents got him an Atari and he just immediately cries his parents and just starts like he hugs him. He starts crying. And I was like, this is so sweet because I'm sure he himself too. Kevin was thinking like, gosh, I hope my parents aren't as, you know, aren't bad like Neil's.
3: I think it is that moment, right? Like you, when you see the fallacy of other parents, you start to question your own. And this is a reassurance and like, he's thankful, right? Like there's a, there's a moment of thankfulness that like his parents aren't like that and his world isn't like that, that he still has, he still essentially is, has his childhood, which is this video game and stuff like that, which is, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. And like, it's it's a comforting thing. And we we see him have that breakdown of happiness over it as his dad said, "Wow, he really must have wanted this game um so I think it's like a great moment and like kind of solidifies the like the differences they're experiencing right like how mm-hmm. what a coming of age could be like um in this situation mm-hmm. um I I have to admit though I have not been in this exact situation mm-hmm. but I have been in a situation where I knew something that was this and had to decide what to do did you I kinda, say, did you tell them I did, but not for the right reasons, which is Uh-oh. why I think like I was a freshman in college when it happened. You wanted uh, to get with the person
1: that was being cheated on, Kevin.
3: That's very close to, to it, and like <laughs> oh my, my reasons gosh. were not good for my choice. I was a very different person, right, freshman year of college, and like, um, hilariously, the, the person's name, the the, the the one of the people involved was also named Neil. Um, but Ooh. like, it was a situation and a choice that I made that I'm unhappy about my reasons for making the, like why I ended up telling about it happening. But like, I, I feel like I, I would have wanted the person to tell them, like, I don't know if I would have actually broken. I would have said something in modern day, like if it was me right now, but I would have been real like passive aggressive <laughs> about every interaction. Right. Like, yeah. With that person who
1: was cheating. Different. Yeah. Yes.
3: Correct. Um, Because like, it's not like I don't condone it uh in you know in, in in any way and I don't especially condone like staying with the person like that's the parts that I'm just like you need to have a conversation like I don't like this because it's not fair. So mm-hmm, like yeah. those are those are those pieces but uh man what a what a situation god college was ridiculous.
2: Well did it did it work? Like did you get with the person? No. No. Boo,
3: no, no. Okay. Well <laughs> Which I'm honestly I'm glad for. That's a terrible like that should be my lesson, right? Like I, I think uh-huh. it's I think it's it's one of those things where it's just like don't do things for your own benefit. Yeah. Most. Like certainly people do, but when it comes to situations, like do things
1: because it's the right
3: reason, not not for your own yeah. personal gain.
1: <laughs> yeah, poor Neil. He really I mean, he really suffers the most this episode, but I, I did enjoy yeah. Sam getting that really nice moment with his family where he realizes like, oh my gosh. This is, like, a very similar situation, Sarah, to, like, Kim Kelly, right, when you realize, like, wow, I have it so easy compared to some of my friends, you know?
2: Yeah, and I think that that's definitely kind of the lessons of, um, like, high school in general or, like, your peers that seem so awful, but they're probably going through something themselves. I mean, of course, that doesn't explain why they're bullying or, like, making fun of other people, but Mm -hmm. – I mean, everybody's going through something in high school. And it, I mean, I think that everybody can use with a little bit more understanding. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of people going
1: through things in high school, let's shift over to the freaks because we get <laughs> some more of Seth Rogen in this episode. This feels really like an episode where they were like, let's take our like, uh, you know, side characters and really give them the spotlight for an episode. Because Ken has like what seems to be his first ever crush uh and He's it is really um,
3: acting like it is. <laughs> yeah, like it's
1: very strange for it to come this late, but hey, it happens sometimes you know, at different points for everyone. Uh he has a crush on someone who Lindsay is friends with who is in the marching band and she plays Tuba girl. Tuba, yeah. Tuba girl. And her name is Tuba Amy. Girl. She's no, played by it's Jessica Campbell. Girl. Sorry, Tuba Girl. Sorry. We will only call her Tuba Girl. She's played by Jessica Campbell, who I recognized. I was like, why do I know this actress? And it's not because she did a ton of acting. She really didn't do much. She only did like four things in her life before retiring from acting. She was in the movie Election. Mm. And I was like, no kidding. That's where I recognize her from. Um but yeah, he becomes like a little bit infatuated with her, but he doesn't know what to do with his feelings. And if that is not relatable, <laughs> I don't know what is.
3: So much of this aspect of uh, the episode, right? The freak storyline was relatable in that, like, capturing the uninformed awkwardness of like high school dating. Like so much of it was accurate. Like how you mm-hmm. how you acted, like not knowing what to do and like being super weird I think it all felt very real. And certainly uh, it, they are older, but like they are the freaks. So they're a bit of a, you know, burnout mentality too. So he is reacting at first. was like, what do I do? And it's like, make fun of the person, like, you know, and not in that, like, um, what, what is that? Pickup artist way, right? Like he wasn't just like nagging her the whole time. Like he was just like, oh, I'm just teasing. And like, to be fair, she she gave as good as she
2: got, if not oh my better, God. She actually. roasted Ken. Roasted him. The Where's
3: sideburns,
1: the, the sideburns thing was so good. Like she makes fun of them. also, <laughs> Yes, and we'll talk about what happens later with the sideburns. But uh, yeah, it's very funny, and he doesn't really know what to do. And so I really, gosh, okay, we hate Daniel. Like obviously he's an asshole <laughs> most of the time, but like what he does for Ken in terms of helping him with his feelings for Amy. I feel like we get a genuine side to Daniel where it's like, yeah, he actually, he gives a shit about his friends, you know, like he will do things but for only them. his friends. Only his friends. Right. And, and not sometimes not even them. <laughs> yeah. He also, yeah, he also sucks uh, around Kim most of the time. But, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. And their relationship, too feels a bit it feels very high school like you were saying kevin right like the whole like storyline is oh there's there's this light show that nick wants to go to so all the freaks are gonna go but kim is upset and she doesn't want to go because apparently daniel who just makes out with seemingly anybody and everybody has made out with a girl at the laser dome and so she's like i don't want to go somewhere where you've made out with another girl and this feels just petty enough kevin for me to be like that absolutely would happen in high school
3: oh for sure right like you're not taking me to this place you took someone else um which by the way with daniel being as like you know promiscuous as he is that's gonna limit your options about where to go in this town <laughs> like, you're, you're seriously be um but yeah it feels exactly that type of petty the fighting feels exactly the type of petty stuff that you would Uh, get into in high school and then be super dramatic about it right like those are like the pieces is the the drama that you built up and the way you react is so over the top when you look back on it that's exactly how it was back then you just react in like ways where it's just like oh I'm gonna storm off and like I'm gonna be mean and it's just like oh yes I remember these emotions
2: Mm -hmm. I would put my pride aside and love to go on the date to the laser show because that seemed like a fun time
3: it did? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just like old now and biased, but I was just
1: like I mean, okay. I could see this being a fun thing when though. you're a teenager though, because we to me it's to like music you like. You're exactly, the fancy it's like, lights and lights are romantic just inherently, and on top of that, lights feels are romantic like, inherently. <laughs> inherently, lights are romantic, and. I feel like it's such a waste of money when teens go to the movies and make out. Like, I am not paying $30 to make out. That is too much money for me to pay to make out when I can make out on a couch for free. So to me, at least if you're going to the light show, it seems like you're wasting less money to make
2: out. I don't think so. I think it still costs money, Jess. I'm sure (gasps) it still costs money, but not as much money. On the 27th, I can go see a Taylor Swift laser show at the St. Louis Science Center. Baby, guess what we're doing this weekend. Oh that does, no!
3: That does change things. I mean, if it's Taylor Swift, maybe yeah. not that I, I actually the two songs they played in this was devil went down to Georgia, Georgia and Freebird, which are both great. So honestly, I, mean, I was like, oh, all right.
1: Kevin, <laughs> imagine having your first kiss to Freebird. Can I just I mean, say incredible, <laughs> incredible. It's only like, like I 1095. Not, when that
3: guitar solo hits. Just go in. Like, that's, that's what I'm moment, saying. Right?
1: Go for yeah. it. Yeah, so the whole a lot of the episode is spent with Ken trying to, like, figure out how to have a crush on someone. Like, he just ignores her and just assumes that she knows that he's interested, which felt very real. I'm like, I'm so obvious about it. How does she not know I like her? And it's like, he's done nothing. Um, But the whole group of of freaks is going to this laser show. And we have – I like this, Sarah, because – I had said myself last podcast, I was like, yeah. it feels like they swept the breakup of Nick and Lindsay very much under the rug immediately. Mm-hmm. And I like that Nick is like, oh, I think Lindsay still likes me. And Kim's advice was you have, you have to be a bitch. You-, you absolutely have to be a bitch to him. Yeah.
2: Don't be mean, but be a bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think that was it this episode or the next where, um, Daniel was giving advice to, uh, to what's his name again freaking marshall no oh no nick
1: Jason Siegel,
2: nick. <laughs> marshall Mar- just marshall uh yeah no we, we're uh daniel was like you have to just like give her the cold shoulder it's just once again very high school like advice mm-hmm. yeah
3: been there i also have done that and it let me tell you it didn't work <laughs>
2: oh, no. it doesn't no. oh well well, the, that's it. the problem
1: is like Nick thinks that Lindsay still has feelings for him, but she doesn't. And it gets really awkward when they're tr- like she's trying to like be nice to him, but not too nice. And it's really awkward when all these people are coupled up with like Daniel and Kim making out, and Ken and new girl, Tuba girl making out. And then Nick and Lindsay are sitting with a seat empty in between them. And it's so awkward. And I don't know if it was just me and what I was sensing, but to me, Kevin, it was very obvious that Nick still has feelings for Lindsay, but Lindsay's like, I'm so happy this is over and we can be friends again.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like every dude in high school is just like really not picking up on cues and understanding, like the just be friends mentality. Uh, again, too realistic, like feels very spot on. Um, I do love Daniel's advice to Ken at the time was just stare at her, which is insane advice. Insane advice.
1: Especially nowadays, that feels very bad. Right? Yes. It's gonna creep her out, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what he did. He was staring at her through the but door. But it worked because not only do they kiss, she, the the mutton chops she once made fun of, she was caressing. She was yeah. stroking the mutton chops. No I think if it works,
2: it works. I'm not Hard gonna pass. lie.
1: Have I ever said this? I don't think I've ever said this on a podcast. Probably not. My mm. first boyfriend definitely had mutton chops.
2: Mm. Oh
3: wow, that's a choice, Jess.
1: <laughs>
2: was this the I, same I, one I, that likes metal music? Sure was. Oh, yeah. This guy is trash. I
1: mean, I'm not with him anymore. So tell me more.
2: Yeah. Tell me more.
1: Um, he was a cancer. Okay. Um, uh, very water sign. Very very watery. Oh my god. Okay. The most watery. Okay, not easy for me. Kevin, do you need a translation?
3: No, I'm a Scorpio. Oh, okay. How dare you? <laughs> oh, there
1: you get that. Oh, well, you know what? Yeah. It does say that Leo's and Scorpios don't always get along, Kevin. So that makes sense. We're both we both had be
3: egos for don't a long get along day. in general. We're yeah. the, <laughs> the worst goddamn zodiac sign.
2: No, the zodiac hates so. Scorpios. They, um, they do. <laughs>
1: but yeah, he was a Cancer. He was very emotional. Not saying that necessarily negatively, but like didn't vibe with the way I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was yeah. kind of
2: asking what his interests were, but, Uh-oh. and how he dressed, but metal sure.
1: music. Uh, he wore a lot of black, uh, mm-hmm. and jeans mm-hmm. and He had a lot of tattoos, which my parents, as you What's can imagine, he do loved. now.
2: I have no idea.
3: That's <laughs> oh. the right, that's the right answer. Jess. I have I not was. seen
2: him in uh, over a decade. You're not Googling your exes. No, don't cyber nope. suck
3: your exes. It's not going to do that. Sorry. Yeah. I
2: don't do that either. <laughs> yep.
3: Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> convincing. Uh,
1: but anyway, so yeah, so that's where the freaks end up. And I'm I'm hoping we see a little bit more of Ken and Tuba Girl, because I was happy for him that he got a little bit of a, a spotlight in this episode.
3: Hmm. Do I say any spoiler here? Because no. I have obviously watched the series. so yeah, No, me, I know neither
2: things. of us have. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it, but I don't remember. I, I'm i going to guess yeah. they get married and they join the Peace Corps together. I win. Yeah, the there ending of the
3: series is just a flashback.
2: Is just incredible. A yep. Yeah. yeah. We figured it out. We yeah. cracked the code.
1: Well, let's get into choking and Token episode thirteen yes. after a quick ad break because this, you know, this is the highlight, obviously. All right. So this is an iconic episode. First of all, I love the naming convention. I love a two-part rhyme. Like they do this all the time on Freaks and Geeks, and it really—it just tickles my fancy. It's something great about rhyming. And it's an iconic episode because Lindsay tries marijuana for the first time, and it was well, everything we needed and more.
3: It's fantastic and like relatable. Again, like there's a this is an episode definitely where another story of of uh, of, of my past I think hits. This is also when I was trying to figure out what episode I wanted to like guest on. This was the one where I was just like, this is the one I want to do. And I had to figure out, do I want to do the one before or the one after? And uh, the one after, I mean, I don't know if you look at the titles of the
1: episodes. I usually reveal but... the next two to Sarah at the end of this one. Yeah.
3: Okay, great. Once we do that, you'll see, like, I was like, I'm not going to do that one. I just so I did, you know, the one before the garage door, which is definitely what I remembered because of the Neil storyline. So, uh, yeah, I that but Choking a token was the one where I'm like, oh yes, this is this is the pick. I just have to figure out do I want to do the other one or the other one.
1: Yeah, Sarah, this is an iconic episode. We have everything you'd want to talk about in high school: marijuana and peanut allergies.
2: Yes. What else is there? Uh, my favorite topics. Yeah. What
1: would you want to talk about first? Do you want to
2: talk about the geeks or the freaks?
1: Well, we we talk about the geeks first. Let's talk about the geeks. This is such so- a
2: depressing story. <laughs>
1: I mean, it is. Yes. Yeah. Poor Bill is allergic to everything, including nuts, which is... I mean, I feel like it's definitely gotten way worse since since this episode aired in terms of the amount of peanut allergies in children. Like, it's a big, big issue to the point where I don't have kids, but I know it's a big thing in, like, daycares and schools. Like, you cannot bring nuts in because of the amount of tree nut allergies. So this felt, like, to me, like, actually pretty relevant in terms of, like, the world. But, yeah, of course what happens is terrible to poor Bill, who really isn't doing anything wrong you know he's made a connection with one of his teachers mrs miss foot um played
3: by leslie man which was so
2: is. so yeah. fun you know it's funny i um i was watching this episode initially in bed with my glasses off so she was just like a blonde blob you just heard her voice <laughs> i heard her voice and i was like oh it's leslie <laughs> man
1: yeah yeah and she's like so sweet right and she like him and her make a connection about like all these allergies that he has. And Alan, who we met Kevin in in the pilot episode where he like threatens to beat up the kids. And funnily enough, he was squints in, in Sandlot. I was going to
3: say that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) He's a big bully and he decides, Oh, I'm going to go put peanuts on Bill's sandwich because I don't think he really has an allergy. This is Awful. Like yeah. You could have killed him. Like he literally straight could have up, died.
3: Straight up he should have been arrested for attempted murder. Like right? no joke. I I also um I have very, very strong anti-bullying stances. And like there's a lot of levels of like just the general bullying and like threatening to beat up is already like annoying, but like not the level of bullying that can that obviously exists to an extreme extent that we see in modern day even. But this is straight up attempted murder. This isn't even bullying. This is like, you tried to kill him.
2: Sincerely. And I just, like, it's pretty psychotic, actually. And I'm, like, the fact that Alan isn't expelled from this school is a little alarming. And even the show, I mean, you said just earlier how they're trying to make us really find love or caring and understanding towards neil or kim like some of these characters that like seem a little rough and tough like i'm sorry sir like but i don't want to care about alan because you know, he uh, he doesn't get invited to go to the, the geek festival. Con. Yeah, that
1: was interesting, right? Like, I wasn't expecting that to be the reason he bullies them because they didn't include him in, like, some of their activities. And it's like, bro, why would they? Like, you absolutely yeah. suck. You're the worst. Mm-hmm. And he... It's really interesting because when Bill ends up in the hospital, you know, we get to meet his mom and she's so – she's like, last time he was in a coma, like last time this happened. And and we have Lindsay's mom there to kind of try to calm her down. And uh, Neil and Sam are really worried, right? They, like, they're extremely worried he might die. But (laughs) they're also now getting a ton of attention because we all know, Kevin, that Sam had a huge crush on Cindy – but new girl Maureen popped up and then she kind of disappeared for a hot minute. Yep. But now she's back. And uh, when Maureen and Vicky, who's the awful, awful head cheerleader who like almost guess, like killed Neil, um, when they come to the hospital, when they find out Bill is there and they're like hugging Sam and you're like, oh, my God, we were so worried about him
3: listen, it take the advances you can get, I guess in this particular <laughs> case, right? like take that sympathy card uh, you know I, I wish Bill got uh, as much attention, but you know what can you do? Um, I, I I will say like I don't I feel like Martin Starr, this is just sound offensive, but Martin Starr though, really long bottoms like he never long bottoms real well. Because, like, you look at him here, and you're just like, oh, God, this is an awkward-looking human being. And then you look at him in Silicon Valley, and you're just like, oh, shit. Like, you really, like, you really changed, sir. Like, you're looking yeah. good. Um, so, like, I-, I can sort of see why Bill's not getting as much attention when you really line them up. Sam and Neil are the, like, the cuter ones of the group. Um, but, you know, I- clearly Bill is one you should stick with because it gets a lot better
1: bill is the coolest one like let's be real bill and the coolest one no like i mean i like bill because i appreciate just like what he brings to the geek group i feel like he's very funny and he's very loyal to his friends he always wants to watch tv which i'm definitely down for he's like (laughs) drink alone sign me up like he's he's great love bill
3: yeah, I mean Martin Starr, even here, I think is such like great comedic timing, um, and like his 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 delivery is really really good. So I think the humor really shines through for Bill and the character, um, and like he is of that like he is clearly the geekiest of the geeks, right? Obviously like he is, he
1: is, yeah,
3: so close to being the stereotype. but I think they do a good job of balancing it pretty well. Um, between the stuff that he likes but then having all these allergies and all these problems like really lines up with that um but you are right he is very lovable as like a character for sure Mm -hmm. I I think that part is true
1: yeah and so Sarah eventually Alan does come to the hospital like first of all his dad makes him uh and he apologizes to Bill's mom who I love her reaction of like I don't want to hear it like you're a monster um but he does go in and he like He's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know. Like, I had no idea that that would happen if if I put peanuts on your sandwich. I'm sorry. But I really enjoyed the moment, Sarah, where his teacher comes to visit and, really? like, sits with him. I, just I was thought, like, I mean, ma'am, like, what are you doing here? I just thought it was a sweet thing. I don't know. Like, I'm sure she thought that, like, oh, this kid is reaching out to me in class because he does have allergies and, like, he wants to connect on that. And then he nearly dies well, from an allergy. Like, it's because Bill
2: has a raging crush on Mrs. Foot. Uh, obviously yeah i just think it's like i don't know felt a little like tamara-ish to me she didn't try to sleep with bill he's she's making a dawson's creek reference
3: gotcha okay uh
1: there's a teacher that tried to sleep that slept with the student not tried to did
3: uh pacey right yeah 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 Yeah, i i I haven't watched the show but culturally i'm aware Um, yeah but uh i don't i i will admit i all like when when she's there at the end like by his bedside i was like this feels inappropriate. Yeah, <laughs> I just. I'm up? saying it's that, like, I'm
1: saying, if the mom was in the room, I would have liked that better. Yeah, but like, I did appreciate that she send like a card. up for him.
2: Okay, send I mean, a card. Send stuff to And him. a balloon. he's too. He's too. Old Balloons for that. make everybody happy. Oh my god. <laughs> so, but like,
1: I I will
3: say though, What if? Okay, so we're saying this, but I do feel like maybe we're we're reading it incorrectly because. What if the scene is, like, flipped and it's, like, it's, it's like that scene of Mr. Turner and Sean where Mr. Turner is just in yeah. the hospital and, like, Sean's there, right? If and Mr. Feeney goes Sean to the hospital
1: or... and they all visit him, too. Yeah.
3: like, you know, I, that. Maybe we are I just thought it was too.
1: sweet, you know? But one of the funnier moments of the episode for me, and this is going to sound awful, but stay with me, is when... Uh, bill's mom gloria and gene weir are like sitting outside of his room talking about like oh and and gloria's like very worried because she like drank a lot and did drugs when she like was pregnant with him and she's worried that caused his allergies like on and on and on and she just goes One time i dropped sail on his head on
3: a on the pavement
1: and I just <laughs>
2: And a hairline died. fracture
1: i just die. i know it's not funny but it was so funny. <laughs> if i because- dropped
2: my child and they got a hairline fracture like i mean i would just die in a ditch <laughs> i would be so upset i would never be able I to mean, forgive myself
3: that would ultimately be bad for the child if you did but yeah <laughs> that's true
2: <laughs> but still i would just feel so guilty yeah
3: my mom has admitted that she definitely dropped me uh which yeah. is a thing that i was like i don't know why you told me this but all right. <laughs> I, know,
2: I was gonna ask that
1: why she told yeah. you
3: oh, i no. forgot the context but she did and i was like you could have, you, you could have just kept that one a secret
1: <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah it's it, i just i loved that moment so much but yeah so neil and uh and sam are getting you know popular girls interested in them so they're all excited about that uh but on the other side of things with the freaks we find out that Nick is running low on weed. Like his dealer doesn't have a ton for him, so he's running low. And there are times I think it's don't we start off in the cafeteria, like at yeah. school? At and school. he's yeah. And and Lindsay comes over. She's like, "Are you high?" So <laughs> like... well, he
3: straight up forgot about the plans he made with her. Which, buddy, this is not helping your case at all no um yeah. i yeah rightfully she should be more mad i think that she is but like yeah dude is it's 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 so it's so weird because like i don't know th- this is it's a weird time period where it's just like marijuana is bad and dangerous and blah 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 but like clearly that's not the attitude i think of most of the people on this show um yeah. but this has a very just like this guy addicted to weed and it like it's showing him like in a state that i'm like I mean,
1: yeah, burnouts happen, but, like,
3: come on. Like, it's a lot. He's he's a lot right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, this was a lot. Gosh, it's so hard. Like, this felt extreme to me of showing, like, we have straight edge Lindsay, who doesn't do anything. And we have Nick, who smokes a lot of pot and, like, relies on it heavily, probably to deal with his piece of shit dad. Uh, and it's like, they really show the, like, oh, he doesn't do any homework. And he's like, he does nothing. Like when he gets high, he just lays on a couch and eats chips like a heathen, which it's like, yeah, sometimes, but not always, you know, not
3: all the
1: time. Yeah. Not all the time. Um, so yeah, I mean, speaking of like, I didn't have this experience. I didn't try weed until after high school. So it wasn't something I, I know, I know people like, I vaguely knew of it that like it happened in high school, but I was never. I would. I probably would have tried it if I was ever given the opportunity to. I just was never at a party. No one anything, offered, like, me yeah. never offered me any drugs. Yeah, offered me any drugs. was the, like, the opposite I experience dare. of those dare experiences where they're like, "Oh, hey little kid, you want some drugs?" Never happens to me. Would have been like to have been offered. Uh, um. <laughs> but it never happened, so I didn't end up smoking my first time until I was in my twenties. Um,
3: what was that like?
1: Um, we gotta share uh, our stories. Yeah, no, I was like Lindsay. Uh, I didn't understand how because I also wasn't a smoker in general. And the first thing I ever tried was just a just a straight up like blunt, like just a, that was it. You know, just straight up. So I had no idea. I had no idea how much you had to inhale for it to actually work. So I was like, I'm not doing. Like I could tell I wasn't doing it right because like the effects that I'd always heard about, like, were not happening. But the first time I actually got high was like what like what it felt like time stood still, like it very much slowed down the world for me. Um, and then you know, from there I was much more, I'm much more of an edible person. I prefer an edible if I ever have the option. Sometimes it's like you get off a long hard day of work. I'm not waiting two hours, I'm not waiting even a half an hour. Like <laughs> we don't got time for that. Um, so I was I was like Lindsay and that I didn't quite understand uh how to because i didn't have someone who was like teaching me the ropes but what about you kevin were you in high school when it happened like Uh,
3: i wasn't in high school when this happened i was partway into college i would say is when the first time i did it i was also a person who uh i didn't do any drugs really i drank like a lunatic which was well (laughs) It's not great, um, but like d- d- alcohol was my drug of choice, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to be pretty adamantly against uh, uh, the stuff. Um, but then um, I finally like smoked for the first time, like partway through college. And I, I had an experience very close to Lindsay. It was me and my best friend at the time. Well, it pretty much still is. Um, and we were at his house back home during break and his parents were gone and uh, he had weed. We rolled a joint in a way that was, there was too much in there. Very clearly after the fact. And we I, I don't it, understand and like how got, people
1: learn how to even roll them. Because it seems impossible. I, I would never willingly do it.
3: Yeah, it was it, it was a process. Um, we also smoked a lot and got extremely high. And then at one point, because we did it on the patio, because we didn't want the smell in the house. Um, we realized we locked ourselves out. We weren't sure how the hell we did that. So we were trying to get back into his house, break into <laughs> his house while high as hell. Oh, um, no. And not trying <laughs> like incredible. not able to figure out how to do it and panicking because all the shit was outside and what if his parents came home and then saw us like this is yeah. not good. So what do we do? Anyway, long long process we eventually got into the house. Oh, that's um good. and it, again like because we were high it was a lot more difficult than it should have been. Of course naturally, um, yeah. So, that was the first time I ever did it. I didn't do it again for a long time. And I think, like like you said, the, the, the thing is, is, for me, it does slow... There's an element of, like, slowing you down a lot. And I know people like that feeling, but, like, shocker of shocks, I don't like being slowed down, if anything. Mm. And this is why I avoid drugs in general, right? Because, like, I don't like to be slowed down. And there's only one other option if you want to be... If you don't want to be slow. And, honestly... <laughs> Any faster, and I have said, like, I will vibrate out of existence. It's like, a I like- <laughs> I
1: think it's a, it's a horrible bosses where they knock over that giant thing of like cocaine, and it like they accidentally inhale it, and then they're like, "I'm so fast, I'm so fast right now," just yes. like trying to like. <laughs> and I'm right. like, I I am similar to you, Kevin. Like, I don't mind being uh slowed down. It's more of um, I should never be taking anything that's gonna speed me up because I I I I I don't know. It'll be like a Tasmanian devil sort of situation, I imagine. Um, but yeah, I think that to, to, to your point about the, the effects, I think also for me, not going in, not knowing anything, not knowing about different strains and how they affect you differently. Right. Like there are certain types of weed that will do things that like, I'm not super fond of the effects and other ones where I'm like, this is great. So obviously all depends as well, but Sarah, please elaborate on the story of getting caught uh, by your friend's Mm, parents. I need to know how that went.
2: Okay, so this was the third time. The first time, the first and second time happened at the same day. I just did it with some friends in college, but um so I went to a friend's friend, a friend of a friend's basement and we were just like hanging out. Very that 70s show.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I forget what it was. It was probably a blonde who who knows. And it was a thousand percent laced with something because the visions that I saw were the um, visions you're seeing.
3: seeing Visions, we're yeah. Let me just preface
2: by saying um, marijuana generally doesn't
1: doesn't induce hallucinations. So yeah,
2: that's why I'm saying it was laced. But there was a, a a a a cat, a tailless cat, and I saw it grow its tail and then like ungrow. And we had LSD. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then there was also this like whole part where somebody was talking about like I don't know some sort of like religious demon stuff that really sucked. And then my friend who has epilepsy, um, my best friend, she um she like was like really panicking and having a really terrible reaction because the epilepsy drugs that you, um, that you have to be on when you have epilepsy does not fare well with drugs. So she was in a panic and she was like, I need to get home. I need to get home. I need to go to the hospital. And then, um, so we like, we went home, uh, to her home and like her, she like told her mom what was going on. And like their parents were just like, yeah, like they said to me, like, Sarah, like, you, you're you supposed to be the good one. I can't believe like you were like involved in this type of thing. And I was just like very panicked that like my, they were going to tell my parents, which I don't even think that they did. But essentially, the whole entire experience scared me so hard um, from drugs in general that it was, I think, like eight plus years before I tried weed again um and I just wanted to be a a good girl that did not experience madness so it was it was pretty fucked actually
1: I do think the thing that kept me away from marijuana for the longest time was the smoking aspect of it like what Lindsay has to do in this episode is why I probably never did because I'm like I don't know the first thing about it. I don't know how to do it. It it would involve me asking someone, which is super embarrassing. Cause then I feel like I already should know this by now. And on top of that, it just seems like something I don't, I, I was never interested in cigarettes. So I wasn't interested in smoking. So I wasn't, wasn't interested in weed was kind of how my mentality went. Um, But yeah, so she has, she's like sitting with Nick in his basement. And he, first of all, The way he opened that bag of chips is barbaric. He like ripped open the entire bag. So it's just spilling out. He's laying on the couch with chips on his his chest. chest. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like glassy eyed, just like listening to music, hanging out, which yeah, sometimes that's if you smoke enough, like certainly that can happen. But Lindsay's like, I just don't get it. Like, why are you doing this? It's so boring. Like, what are you even doing? Like, she's very judgy about how he spends his time.
3: I mean, to be fair, Nick does not spend his time well.
2: (laughs) No, no. No. I mean, like at least when he was like in doing music, it was an outlet that like felt productive and it was like he was passionate about it. But like, I don't know. Like, I think that uh, it's just like interesting because it seems as though when he isn't high because he like runs out and is like dry for a while, like Lindsay's like, I see like a noticeable difference in like your motivation and like your passions. and like it, she I think even says like you're just like so smart and blah blah, blah. But yeah, like he's feeling like heavily judged from Lindsay. and yeah. eventually he once he does get more weed, he like kind of just like throws at her and is like, if you think that I can't handle it or if you think that I'm like, addicted to this then why don't you just have it like i don't need this you can't be addicted to weed
1: you could be overly reliant on it but you
2: cannot be addicted to it i mean well Uh, i mean honestly like a genuine question what's the difference between being overly uh, reliant on something and addicted because you're not gonna have like
1: you're you're not gonna have the same kind of like a body reaction to being to going dry like you're not gonna have the same but there's a
2: craving, no. It it just seems like the same thing in a different vaunt.
3: It's it is, it is, right? Like it's one one addiction is neurological versus what this is, which is psychological. And now you can have a psychological dependency and reliance, which is basically like an addiction, to to weed or drugs, right? Like that is a reality. I've known enough people who that that happens to. And it's not like, oh, like addiction in, in its clearest form. It's more of like there is psychological reasons why they are doing this, and like the real answer is like shockingly go to therapy. Um, yeah, life's tough to help. is the
1: answer. Yeah, yeah exactly. but like it's the same Life kind of difficult. thing. It's 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 not um you're not gonna withdraw in the same way that right. you would from other drugs. It's just like you're gonna be upset because you don't mm-hmm. have your weed. <laughs> <laughs> like right. generally, if you if you're someone uh, like me, I will say like I use it a lot for anxiety. Like sometimes your anxiety spikes, you need a way to mellow out. That's a nice way to mellow out. It's easy. It's like it's safe enough. It's you know. But uh, but yeah, he like sh- she's the one who's basically saying like you have an addiction, and so he gives her the weed, and her god Linda Cardellini is just a genius and I, I love her so much the scene of her like trying to like roll the joint and like how to figure out how to get high and then she's smoking in her bedroom with like the window open of course her dad comes in and she just throws everything out the window incredible and then of course she gets hit with the gut punch of oh aren't you supposed to be babysitting these kids kid tonight
2: oh no <laughs> oh man babysitting is so rough and i can't believe it i just love though how her solution was like i'm gonna go to millie millie's gonna help me out well because she's also
1: her neighbor right so she doesn't have to go very far it's a very quick and easy solution
2: i think that millie really is becoming my favorite character because she just cracks me up well she's so funny she's just like are you high on marijuana? Which I don't know how
1: Millie knew. I mean, obviously we all knew because look at how glassy your eyes are, girl. Look, look how red your eyes are, girl. Like, (laughs) you know, you look real high.
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. She's so religious. It might be study thy enemy. So she just is well aware of all the symptoms of everything bad. So she can call people out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so she, she, thank God she is a godsend. She helps Lindsay out. So she, she agrees. I will help you go babysit. And, uh it's just so funny how like paranoid Lindsay gets. This is very much like the paranoia side of weed that you I mean, hear it's about.
3: Just, a hundred, uh, yeah, I we were us being locked out of that house wasn't that big of a deal, but at the time it was it the biggest like, deal yeah. because of the paranoia.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is it's very funny. And I I really like, yeah, for Millie being as much of a goody two shoes and a bit of like a judgy bee at times. She is very loyal to Lindsay, right? Like she's, she's extremely loyal to her. And I love the little conversation they have on the couch where I think Lindsay's eating like Fruit Loops or something like that. Yeah. And, and I think Lindsay's like, why aren't we friends anymore? And I, my heart broke because Millie's like, oh, like we're not, you know, we're not friends. Like she Millie, just,
2: you know,
1: she just, they were just like taking a little bit of a like friend
2: break, you know, they're still friends, but they just don't talk as much. They're not friends. Lindsay ditched her. Yeah. and yeah. i just think that millie is like i don't know i do think that millie knows that she got ditched but it's like kind of hard to be like yeah we're like not friends point blank Plausible Lindsay, deniability. <laughs> yeah Lindsay just hasn't been a good friend to millie and millie has been there no matter what she was there when after she got into the car accident um millie was there she she's just trying to look out for her friend she doesn't want her to you know like go to hell for having premature sex what a good friend See,
3: but like that's that might be
2: why.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: there's where we get into an issue look yeah, as yeah. if my friends don't want me to go to H E double hockey sticks then they're just looking oh out for God. me but yeah, i i go ahead Kevin. there's that
3: amazing uh seinfeld bit which i absolutely love seinfeld but like there's a point where elaine is dating uh this guy uh played by patrick the fantastic character but like he's super religious and they get into a whole thing about like him being like religious and like thinking she's gonna go to hell and like he asked her to do something um but she's like why do you want me to do like oh seal the newspaper from across the hall and she's like why do you you don't want me to steal? Why don't you do it? And he's just like, Well, you're already going to hell. So <laughs> <And> like,
1: <laughs> Oh my God.
3: Phenomenal reasoning. Yeah, it just reminds me of that sort of stuff with this, where it's just like, Well, oh, you're going to hell. I'm just trying to pray for your soul. It's just like you leave yeah. my soul alone. <laughs> <laughs> my one of the funnier
1: fine. one of the funnier moments of Lindsay being high was when she's she's in the bedroom and the kid comes in who by the way So funny. Uh, if you didn't recognize him, this is the, first of all, he voiced, um, he voiced Nemo in, uh, Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo? Yep. That's the voice of Finding Nemo. Uh, Alexander Gould. He also played Shane Botwin in Weeds. Uh, so if you recognize that Facebook couldn't place him, that's where, you know, because I was immediately like, I recognize those big little brown eyes anywhere. That kid has the most massive eyes I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Uh, and he walks in he's like you're it and she's like i'm not it i'm i'm not it i'm not playing and he's like i found you now you have to find me and she's like no i don't i don't want it and she starts
2: like freaking "Well, he, he well he's me. like you're a cheater and she's "Come like, on, cheater, i'm <laughs> cheating uh so she goes so straight much. to millie and she's like millie i have a problem the kid found me and she's like so she's like well that means that you're it <laughs> she's like i don't want to be it how did i get here it's like ma'am it's so funny. It's it was so good. It's
3: a great moment.
1: Like it's, it's, and again, like Linda Cardellini plays being high just to a T. I mean, to be honest, I like, I wouldn't have been surprised if uh, Jason Siegel was actually high as Nick in some of these scenes, because he looks like really high. Um, And I've seen interviews of Jason Siegel where like, he was definitely high in that interview. The one with Paul Rudd is the one that sticks out to me. I don't know if you've, have you seen that one, Kevin, He's being interviewed so. with with uh, Paul Paul Rudd, and they're both high as fuck, and it is the funniest thing. I'm just looking to see. Oh my god, guess what, Sarah? Guess what movie it was? They were being it's interviewed funny. for. It has to be. I love you, man. Of course, it was. I love you, man. My favorite movie, and. It's so funny. I'll have to, I'll put it in the show notes and I'll send you guys the link. Cause it is just the funniest thing. Um, but anyway, I thought that they did a really good job of like Linda Cardellini and Nick or uh, Jason Siegel and the show in general with the writing and everything. It was like, so spot on to like certain experiences with weed, you know, especially if you overdo it and you don't realize you're overdoing it.
3: Uh, she's iconic, right? Like Linda Cardellini is fantastic. Um, and yeah i just the the way that the entire sequence is portrayed i would already be just very like oh god if a kid just walked in and it was just like just burst through the door just like you're it now and like oh who are you what do you do? i even know i'm babysitting <laughs> but like yeah i can't imagine what that would be like if you're high and then there's the whole thing with the dog which is
1: like oh my god <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs>
2: ah, when i tell okay. you can you explain the dog thing again because the dog she's like i it, she was. Like, it's a basset hound. The, and, okay. and what she says is, what if we
1: are living in the basset hound's dream? And when he wakes up and gone. goes to drink out of the toilet, we will die.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, no. Which is, it's a high person thought.
3: Yeah. Extremely high person thought. Now, what I feel bad for is that dog who was sleeping very peacefully. And then Millie had to just be like, i wake him up. And he's just probably like, oh, what the f? Like, I was just sleeping. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah, I know Gus so gets time. that way if I spontaneously wake his ass up. He's just like, huh? <laughs> huh? what's happening?"
2: <that laughs> he well, tries to bite me. <laughs> <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. That
1: was a very uh, that was a very high person thought, you know, yes. like we've all been there. I've had times where I've been like, my legs don't work like they just don't. They just stopped working. They just they don't work. And that's it. You know, it's just you feel like your legs don't work anymore.
3: That's how these things go. It's <laughs> medically sad. It
1: yeah. Um, <laughs>
3: this is cr- people. What this is what like I I will admit like I don't uh like smoke I don't smoke at all because I don't like the act of smoking. Same thing with bongs, like it's pipes. Fair, yeah. no, like it just I never really liked it. It's also the taste just really bothers me. So I so I I've done edibles as now they are extremely legal. Um, and I felt like edibles was the way to go, and so I have done that before um but like i still have problems where like i don't necessarily love the feelings you get whenever you're high yeah, and also for everyone i i keep getting like high hangovers and i don't I, uh, I'm oh like, that's really I, odd
1: because that's the benefit of weed over alcohol
3: <laughs> that's what they say but not for me and like people are just like you're not trying to write strands and i'm like well i don't know how to research this yeah like high it's that's I'm the like, problem well, when you you this know is why it going needs going to the to store be legal. picking up a handle of whiskey. Done.
1: <laughs> like. But that this is exactly why, like, I know I'm like a little bit on a soapbox, but this is exactly why it needed to be legal so that you can go to someone who is knowledgeable and be like, hey, I need, I, I feel anxious. What should I be, what should I be taking? Or I know that this is the strain I tried last time and this is what it did to me and maybe I want to avoid that or I want more of that. Or like, this is why you need to go to be able, have a place that you can go to to ask those questions yeah. to those people because- if you're getting the wrong thing of course you're not going to have a necessarily enjoyable experience not saying like every go to drugs kids but like you know just drugs safely if you're going to do legal. drugs go <laughs> yeah, and they're it's, legal it's, weed is legal like it's no it's in my opinion much safer than alcohol but that's a whole other story for a different day it um is. but linda <laughs> you're cardellini, not wrong you're right yeah, it's, 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 come on um no one ever overdosed on weed um but uh if she could have linda cardellini definitely would have in this episode because <laughs> it's just it was just so enjoyable. And I really, to your point, Sarah, I really liked the little bit we got with Millie this episode, because I feel like for a second, we got to see what Lindsay and Millie's friendship maybe kind of sort of was like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, obviously Lindsay is high, so it's not exactly what it was like, but you can
2: understand why they
1: were friends when Lindsay, yeah, you know, before Lindsay became a freak.
2: Yeah, I think that there was probably, like, a real love. Like, I think that they were probably friends since they were little girls and they grew up together. And there's definitely a layer of, like, I don't know. Like, I have a lot of friends that I've known since middle school. And even if we've grown apart, there's just, like, a fondness towards them because they've been in my life for more than 20 years. Uh, Some people have been in my life for more than – for almost 30 years so it's just like I don't know like you you, there's even if you like don't have a ton in common with them anymore or they're into different things like I have a few friends that got into you know a lifestyle that I don't participate in and I like you know decided to separate myself from them but like i still have like a fondness and i still care for them and i think that that's kind of just like once again the growing pains of growing up a lot of the times you don't like learn those lessons to like give up those friendships that don't benefit you until you're like mid to late 20s but you know you got some stragglers for a while
3: true very very yeah. true
1: yeah uh anything else on these two incredible episodes a solid choice kevin these were really good episodes i thought
3: yeah, I also I did want to call out the the, the uh, guidance counselor uh, who is he the guidance counselor is he
2: the yes counselor? the he long re- hair hippie uh, guy yeah yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, who did his like scared straight moment with uh, <laughs> Daniel and uh, and Ken which I thought was very funny mm-hmm. um, I love that dude he I think he's he's great and like he's a great part of the, the show when he shows up um, and I also want to say one thing which is watching both these episodes. Well, I, what is it with people's hair being so greasy? Like Daniel's especially, <laughs> but like there was one point where Bill's hair, yeah. I was just like, "Oh my god, your hair's so greasy!" Like, what was happening at the time? Because I, it was wild. Like, I don't, I, I didn't remember that being like that.
2: Well, and I can't even say like, "Oh, it's '90s grunge," because this is supposed to take place in the '80s, right? Yeah. So, it's the 80s. yeah, I thought that we were supposed to have like big hair, not like greased down hair. This is not like a Kurt Cobain moment.
1: No, no, there was something wrong with all of this for sure. Uh, a lot of, I mean, Daniel, I kind—he's of, kind of grungy and gross anyway. But like, why has everybody's hair got to be greasy?
3: Well, this would have been the '80s, right? So, like, grunge wasn't around yet. No, I day just day. mean like—I yeah.
1: just meant he's grungy, not that he's following oh, yeah, a grunge trend. Yeah. Oh, dress. I see. He's just kind of
3: nasty. <laughs> you meant it that way? Got it. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> the other meaning of grunge. The other meaning of grunge.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, those were our two episodes. Um, Sarah, do you want to know what the next? two titles are for our next two episodes
2: i would like to know please
1: we've got oh god okay so the first title is dead dogs and gym teachers no i did not choose
3: it that's
2: why fun times no 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 Uh, no no no, no. we don't like dead dogs
1: uh and the other one is another rhyming one which we love uh noshing and moshing
2: okay i'm really nervous i don't want to okay
1: noshing is what i thought it was it's eating food like greedily Mm -hmm. And moshing is, I assume, a mosh pit, so.
2: Is this going to be depressing, Kevin? The dog one? Yeah.
3: I mean, it it involves involves a dead dog, so, I mean. (laughs) Oh, no. may
1: vary, I guess. (sighs) I mean, it's also, it's like, the show doesn't do serious, serious, serious stuff, so. And I also can't imagine they're going to show it,
2: you know. They're just going to start playing like all the sad dog movies (laughs) there it is yeah thank you yeah it's like the Marley and Me (laughs) prequel
3: so you want to hear you want to hear a a fun story with
1: marley and me of course uh, a fun story about marley and me oh my god yes Uh,
3: so one of my uh one of my friends who i knew in la he uh worked in the hollywood industry for a long time as a vfx artist he did a number of different shots he did a shot in um fifth element that's really cool i don't know if you guys are familiar with that movie but like it's Mm -hmm. when the the uh, the Chinese food places like floats away in, in in the boat basically outside of um, uh, Bruce Willis's apartment. But his one of his most famous he worked on Titanic. He did not do the scene, oh, wow. but he worked in Titanic. But what he said probably my most famous work is that I was responsible for killing Marley and Marley and me no. because in the scene no. you cannot train a dog to close its eyes naturally. So he had to animate in vfx (gasps) the dog's eyes closing as it died that's horrible yeah that was one of the moments he has cited also as a i don't like this work
1: anymore (laughs) yeah there
3: was there was of course more so than that the long hours and stuff which is not like find someone
1: who like hates animals to do that part of the job you know just have one Uh, guy who's like you're the animal hater great do you hate
3: dogs yeah uh hilariously like that (laughs) really was bad for him because he loves dogs. He has become since a dog trainer. Like that is now his permanent job. Um, And he's very, very good at it. But like, yeah, he talks about it a lot. And I was just like, oh my God.
1: That's incredible. Yeah. That movie, okay. I don't know why, if I could go back in time and just tell myself, you've read the book, girl. Don't go see the movie. You know what happens. You know it's sad. Just, there are big no-nos. One of the big no-nos on this podcast, because we are a 90s podcast, I will never, ever ever, ever, my solemn swear, watch and record a podcast about Homeward Bound. I won't do it. It's not going to happen. It's I can't do it. Okay? Shadow? Right
2: to the heart. Not happening. Which one's Shadow?
3: The <laughs> one no, that's not Michael J. Fox.
2: <laughs> you know who's my favorite character in that? Sassy. We
1: all know what it is. Sassy the cat.
3: With the cat. Yeah, yeah, the
1: cat. That sucks. The cat sucks. Rosie, cat Rosie O'Donnell? Sucks. Oh, was it Rosie O'Donnell?
3: I believe, or was she the... it? I thought it was Maybe oh my she's my see now i'm homeward looking up bound,
1: homeward bound, you got me looking up homeward bound the movie that
2: cat is the best cat
1: um, beautiful stunning. Sally
3: field is in the first sally one. field sally she's sassy do, let's see homeward bound too because i it's feel
1: a, i thought that there, i mean the second one is also like a really good movie but i won't, I won't yeah
3: i could have sworn that maybe no nah, i guess rosie o'donnell's not in any of them maybe yeah yeah i don't know
2: but anyway <laughs> so pretty that's a shame. That cat could be uh, sold for millions. I'm sure. I don't think so. Yeah. uh That cat is also definitely dead by now. It's <laughs> yeah,
3: 1993.
1: <1993? laughs> I'm just saying Come that on. was in the 90s. Come That's, on, that was 30 years ago, man. I could spend my discount oh, a little bit.
3: Now but... I'm dead. Now you have killed <sighs> me. oh Jesus. Um. Let's
1: anyway, <laughs> those were our two episodes uh kevin thank you so much for coming on where can people find you if they want to check out more about what your podcast about
3: well thanks for having me um you can obviously check me out on uh, post show recaps psr network um i covered a lot of stuff with josh wiggler mainly superhero movies we're on a break from doing that because boy superhero movies are rough right now um, mm-hmm. but you can catch me every week covering Doctor Who with uh Melissa and Adam uh, as my co hosts. Which um, Adam we talk about uh, <laughs> oh. Adam, Adam H, a person that oh. you know, I know. Um, but yeah, uh, we cover Doctor Who. We are currently in the Matt Smith era, arguably the best era of Doctor Who, um, and having a blast, uh, uh covering, covering that season. So you can check me out there. Uh, I'll be popping up here and there for some other stuff across PSR. Uh, otherwise you can find me, uh the Mahadman on Instagram. Um, and yeah, don't 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 follow me on Twitter. Twitter is a dark place and terrible, and going on there is depressing. So avoid <laughs> everyone avoid Twitter. Don't go on Twitter anymore. Yeah. Uh
1: Sarah, what about you?
2: Yeah, over here um at Shit 90 Shows Taught Me, we released our coverage of Adam's Family Values. That was a lot of fun. We cover that with Todd um the librarian and then in addition to that we will be releasing our special bonus content of the craft so we did a little bit of a spooky spooky spookies for mm-hmm. halloween um Very and cool. you should uh expect that this weekend yeah this um, weekend it'll be coming weekend. out yeah and then i'm um, on vacation baby yes and then I'm, i'll be back we're on vacation so yeah. um Ooh, yeah yeah
1: so that's what. Yeah. or oh, should we asking? ask Kevin about what, uh, whether he which uh, title he likes better for what we're doing in November?
2: Yeah. So then we'll we'll announce what we're doing for November right oh, now. Right, because
1: we announced it on the craft, but doesn't come out yet. So in November we're gonna have more bonus content. We're gonna put mm-hmm. out a poll for people to vote on Winona Ryder movies that they like because it's Win November.
0: Mm,
3: I see. Very good. Winona-vember. Or
1: Winona November. Winona November.
3: Yeah. Winona November.
2: Or neither. What do you mean, neither? I
1: worked hard on that title. Know. Okay.
2: She wants to know which one you like better.
3: Yeah. What, what's my option?
2: <laughs> it here? is famously in Marvel. Well, that that, that was it. all trash. <laughs> it was win November or Winona November. I it thought it
3: was. I thought you were asking me which movie we should watch. Oh,
2: <laughs> Oh no. Just the
1: title. Just... <laughs> uh, win, November. win
2: November. Win November. Okay. Yeah. So it
1: was, it was the, yeah. The
2: yeah. First yeah. Yeah. We correct. felt so. We felt so. Yeah. Okay. so We'll put out Very a poll
1: um, on that. I feel like I have an idea of which one's going to win and we haven't put the poll out yet. Uh, I just feel like one of them is like in my mind, more iconic than the others, but I don't, know
2: I like don't even know see. what the options are.
1: You don't remember. Do you want me to announce them? I might as well. Oh yeah. You have it pulled up. I, I mean, do. If
3: one of them is not Beetlejuice. What are we doing
1: here? one of them is indeed Beetlejuice. Yeah, uh, that's the winner. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Uh, one of the, uh, we have the other options here. We have Edward Scissorhands.
0: Oh, also God, a really also good. Really movie good. Movie too. Bo Burn.
1: Uh, yep. Uh, Mermaids and Girl mm. Interrupted.
0: Hmm.
3: But I think it's going to be flavors. a fight between
1: Edward Scissorhands and Beetlejuice, which is going to be an interesting uh, fight if you pictured them. Yes. Do, you wanna, do you
3: want to? Do you want to be? Do you want to feel sad or spooky? That's that's your choices <laughs> yeah. here on if it's one of those two.
1: I mean, famously, I've never seen Beetlejuice. Um, what I would be conquering Jessica. one of my fears, Jessica? I as I can't get over my child to fear of Beetlejuice. Like, lit. I was he terrified me as a kid, and I never watched the film because uh, just the have look you... of him scared me.
3: Okay, but uh, counterpoint: Have you seen? Alec Baldwin in that movie. Have you seen what he looks like?
1: No, I'm gonna Google it. Alec Baldwin.
2: I think that... I don't even know why we're voting now, if that's the case. He's
3: absurdly handsome in that film.
1: Why (laughs) is he so handsome in that? Right? Like...
2: Boy, I'm weird about yeah, it Alec bit. Baldwin
3: can get it. Uh, honestly, most of the people in that movie could, but
1: like Alec yeah. Baldwin Interesting. can
3: get
2: it. I'm but anyway, curious if you've never seen it, why we're even doing a vote? Maybe because we, we like to vote.
1: put it to the people. Okay. This is a democracy. Sometimes, sure, <laughs> sometimes, not okay. always. Not a bureaucracy. You are not the cheerleader. We did cover Bring It On, though. Um, a great one. It was so good. Uh, anyway, so that's what we're going to be covering in Win November uh yeah. your choice dear listener um but yeah that is our coverage uh we will be back next week with another two episode uh two episodes of freaks and geeks dead dogs and gym teachers and noshing and moshing sarah we're nearly there There are only 18 episodes next week will be 14 and 15 yeah five more five more episodes can't believe it what, Three more podcasts. Uh, the fact that we've liked most of these episodes and it only got one season is also just still devastating yeah what's the problem <sighs> They smoked pe- pot it, on they TV. They
3: all became famous. <laughs> yeah, be also famous.
1: that. Yeah, yeah, it was like, the pots.
3: You also can't you can't do another thing with it. Like, the people who are in it are just, you, how? Like, they're also. so how busy. they all, work. Yeah. it's just, there's no way it's going ha- it to happen.
1: Yeah. Well, catch us next week on, uh, here on Shit90s Shows Taught Me. You could catch us online at shit90spod.com, at shit90spod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, that's all we've got. So we will talk to you all next week. Have a good one. Bye.